0: Welcome to the MarTech Podcast.
1: I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro. And today we're going to discuss why community could be the next big thing in marketing. Or is it already? Joining us is Mike Rizzo, who's the founder of the marketingops.com website, which is a community for marketing ops leaders. Marketing Ops is the go-to resource for current and aspiring Marketing Ops professionals that want to build their professional profile and skills by connecting with a growing community of thousands of marketing operations pros. And today, Mike and I are going to talk about building the marketing operations community. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Mike Rizzo, the founder of MarketingOps.com.
2: Mike, welcome to the Martech Podcast. Hey, Ben, thank you for having me. It's a great honor and a pleasure to finally join you on the podcast officially, given that we had a chance to connect, I think, one-on-one prior to this. This will be fun.
1: It's always a privilege to have not only somebody that's influential in the marketing space on the podcast, but also somebody that I've talked to before we start recording. So this is like, I feel like we've got the hard part out of the way. We know each other a little bit. And you're doing some really great things, helping marketers connect, get educated, and you're specifically focusing on Marketing Ops with MarketingOps.com. Tell me what Marketing Ops is and tell me a little bit about the community that
2: you've built. Marketing Ops as a function, I think, has been around for 20 years, probably coming up on that. But I don't think it was a formally recognized function within an organization or marketing team for that matter, probably for the last like decade or so. It's probably really about 10 years ago when it started to be recognized as a real function within a team. And what happened in my sort of early days of my career, implementing MarTech tools as that MarTech landscape continued to grow. Wow. I found myself quite alone in the role and trying to talk shop with a handful of people internally about some of the you know, technical challenges I was faced with or the life cycle management I was trying to come up with mostly resulted in eye rolls and possibly falling asleep in the chair because <laughs> they just didn't really care. They weren't as passionate about the topic at hand, which is perfectly all right, right? Everybody has their own career passions. And so what happened was I said, you know, hey, this Slack thing is kind of new. And this is like 2017. I'm going to spin up a Slack channel. And if I meet people at conferences back in the before times when we could all go to conferences, which thankfully is starting to happen again, I would say, hey, do you want to hang out and talk shop about marketing ops on this like thing, the Slack group? And I wrote a blog post about it. Long story short, the community ended up being that sort of invite process got automated and suddenly, we were growing at about 120 people a month. And people kept coming in and talking shop about marketing ops. And so today, the community, which is known as the Mo Pros, which is M-O-P-R-O-S, is rapidly evolving to become the community of marketingops.com. And within that space, we're going to continue elevating the function of marketing operations and the professionals that work within that space, helping them learn from each other. We're going to help brands reach them with educational material in a constructive manner that isn't spammy. But most importantly, it's a space to elevate your career in marketing ops, which is sorely lacking until now.
1: So marketing ops is a function you mentioned didn't exactly have an official launch date. You know, I kind of think about the rise of Marketo and some of the marketing automation tools As the beginning of really the MarTech revolution, where all of a sudden we've got a couple different tools that we have to tie together and we're facing some of the same problems that the sales organization did with Salesforce. And so we're looking about a decade in of this function of marketing operations being an actual job title. And you were right person, right place, right time, started the Slack group, and and all of a sudden you see this organic growth of your community. So I'm interested to hear sort of the community-building story of, yeah, I met a couple guys and girls at a conference, and we decided we were going to chit-chat. When did this move beyond something that you were using as a networking tool into a community that you needed to manage, cultivate, and build?
2: That happened roughly in 2019. So it was about two years after the Slack channel was created. The short story is that the blog post I had written resulted in a number of one-to-one invite requests to join the community. And as a marketing ops person, I said, I have to figure out how to automate this. So I figured out a way to automate the invite and acceptance process. A little bit of curation here and there, right? Making sure that we don't get a bunch of salespeople in the door. And when that happened and we started to get folks in the door a lot faster, that like 110, 120 people a month was the big light bulb moment for me when I said, oh boy, I don't want this to be a dead space, right? This needs to be an environment that is constructive and valuable to people, but also isn't noisy because we tend to be pretty busy in marketing ops. (laughs) Usually there's a lot of fires to put out or technology to manage or what have you campaigns to launch. So, I partnered with folks inside of the community, some of our early members, to say, what is it that you need in order to make this environment valuable to you? So, we worked on programs that eventually became the programs we see today on the website. Things like our ambassador program, which is, hey, I believe in the value of marketing operations and the function itself. And I believe in the value of this community. And so, I'm signing up to be an ambassador. But in exchange, this community is also going to give me the opportunity to be recognized for my thought leadership and my experience. And so we will enable these ambassadors to publish content on the blog and help elevate them, host workshops and educate other members of the community. And so by working alongside these folks, we were able to curate an environment that felt exciting to be a part of, but also was focused on education. We launched a number of other programs too beyond that, but I'd say that was like one of the big ones.
1: So why do you think you were able to cultivate such a strong sense of organic growth, right? You're getting 120 people a month that you're accepting in. You're building in some filtering and marketing automation or acceptance automation into the process, but there's this underlying desire for people that are in an industry that isn't super well-defined, a job function that hasn't existed for a long period of time. And they're self-identifying, saying, I need to be part of this community. Why do you think that is? And what are the community members looking for?
2: It's very self-fulfilling. You sort of hit the mark as soon as you said it. Here's a function that isn't well-defined, hasn't been around a long time, and is largely misunderstood. And anytime you get that cocktail together, you have a recipe for, I wish I could meet people that understood me. I wish there was a place for me to call home. And it didn't occur to me until I started to see the wave of folks coming in that like, it was obvious after the fact. Why didn't I think that this was something that needed to exist before? To be fair, marketingops.com used to be run by an organization and had a community attached to it. And so in large part, I sort of thought this void was already filled, but that brand stopped focusing on that community. I was a part of it in the early days. It was actually led by Dave Rigotti, I think when he was at Visible. And when that fell by the wayside, it just seemed like the right opportunity to make sure we built something that was pretty special for folks. But that's what it's all about. It's because they are misunderstood. And because there was a lack of resources internally or team members to connect with about these problems, sort of in my founding story, right in my early part of my career, people falling asleep or rolling their eyes, like I don't understand what it is that you're trying to communicate to me. That is what breeds an environment for community to suddenly be born. And I would argue that it can show up anywhere.
1: I just want to take the data from these disparate sources. I want to join it together. I want it to be seamless. I want it to be accurate all of the time. And I want to flow in this tool that we've never used before and make sure it happens in real time. What do you mean you can't do that?
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. What's the problem here? Why can't these tools just automagically come together? <laughs> <laughs> because we had to make up a word
1: automagically That's just right. for you to describe what you actually want to happen All right. So there's this disparate group of people that are feeling the same pain. They're marketing ops members in organizations around the world that are feeling isolated and alone. So do they get into the community and just does this just turn into a bitch fest about what the performance marketing team wants and how they want their data to be packaged up and handed to them? What's the actual value prop people are getting when they get into the community other than a couch to lie down and kvetch about?
2: I will say we're certainly not the only community out there. And there are channels both in our Slack environment and the forum proper on the website, as well as in other communities that are absolutely meant for the bitch fest to happen.
1: (laughs) Hashtag talk shit about sales. (laughs) Yeah,
2: it's pretty close. No, it's usually so-and-so is asking for this thing last minute and they don't understand how difficult that really is. Or, hey, I want to send an email. Cool. To who? Oh, well, I want to send an email to our customers. Yeah. Which ones? It's like, oh, the ones that have this specific trait. And it's like, yeah, we don't have that data. But I still want to send the email to them. (laughs) But I still want to send the email. How about, you know what? Just scrap that. Here's the list I purchased. And then everybody's hair gets lit on fire. So yeah, there's of course all of those things, but there's also environments for you to talk about specific technologies. The big players, Marketo, HubSpot, Pardot, Eloqua, those are your common marketing automation platforms that we sort of alluded to this at the beginning, right? Marketing automation was born and marketing operations came in to... To make it work. <laughs> yeah. Tackle the mess that was unleashed upon the business world because everybody said, yeah, if you just buy Marketo or HubSpot or Pardot, it'll just work. Leads just start coming in. And of course, we all quickly realized that is not the case. So there are channels to talk specifically about those MarTech solutions and how you're maybe deploying them in different environments, whether you're in an agency or embedded inside of a company. There's a lot to learn specifically about those tools as they evolve. There's a tech stack channel just to talk broadly about the tech stack. There's strategy. There's a career advice channel. So as you think about elevating your role within your, maybe as a consultant or even as a individual contributor inside of a company, where do you go? And we've heard from guests on our podcast about how the path to the CMO is very likely through this marketing ops function these days. And I would argue that that is totally possible. And a lot of it has to do with the ability to understand the foundations of what goes into building a go-to-market motion with technology, right? And managing that lifecycle and understanding those foundational elements and if you understand that you're not the smartest person in the room when it comes to something like PR or you know creative campaigns or what have you, that's wonderful. I'll bet you you can become a really strong CMO by hiring the right teams and the right talent and leveraging the technology in the right way. So it's pretty exciting. We'll see. I wouldn't argue that every marketing ops person needs to become a CMO. Because that's certainly not a thing. I
1: think you'd lose that argument. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I'm sure that the people that understand the technical foundation of their marketing programs are going to be able to help build and scale the teams. I think a lot goes into the CMO. I went to a, a CMO coaching conference once. And my takeaway, and this was focused on being a CMO at like an enterprise scale publicly traded company. And my takeaway from that is, number one, CMO's jobs are to exec first and then market second. There's very little marketing involved with being a CMO. It is primarily team management and mostly resource bartering. And second, that that's not for me. And I should just go back to sitting in front of this microphone and recording some podcasts because <laughs> that just seemed like a big headache.
2: Yeah. Amen. There is a folder on my browser to this day from probably 15 years ago that was like something like the path to the CMO or something like that. And what I realized, much like you realized in that session that you were part of, was that that might not be for me. And that's okay.
1: Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost effective. Request a demo at Mutinex.co. That's M U T I N E X.co. So, hey, marketing ops, maybe it's a road to being the CMO. Maybe it's a road to being in marketing ops. Chances are you're going to be really good at connecting the pieces and also having to work cross-functionally across multiple teams. Talk to me a little bit about some of the other community development you've done. People started with the Slack channel, but you're expanding to more than just focusing on connecting people in sort of the digital chat channel. What are some of the other services and value props that people are getting out of being a member of your community?
2: So Slack, first and foremost, will continue to exist as a place to connect. I think most of us tend to have that turned on at our companies anyway. And so adding another channel is really easy. I understand that. But the reality is, is that it's cost prohibitive for us to continue managing that in a, an environment where knowledge can be retained. Because on the free Slack plan, you don't get to store that information long term. You only get the last 10,000 messages. And so what we did is we launched a proper community forum, and that is hosted on our website. So members of marketingops.com can access the forum and ask questions related to their career and all of those things, and actually see that others have already chimed in on some of those questions that they're asking. And perhaps you'll find an answer to your question before you even have to ask it. So we did that very intentionally, right? We want you to be able to connect with folks in a free-to-use environment. But if you want to retain knowledge and help others learn uh, long-term, we encourage you to use the forum. The rest of the programs that we're launching with marketingops.com are things like the No Bullshit demo. This was a program that we very intentionally worked with the community on. And the idea is that you deserve to get a look at some of the top MarTech solutions out there without having to talk to sales.
1: Or without having to buy them first, which is really how it works most of the time.
2: Totally. And ideally, you can have a handful of your most pressing questions answered ahead of time so that you can eventually go reach out to that team and take that next step. And so we created the No Bullshit Demo Program to sort of do those demos on behalf of the community and our community members can take a look at those ahead of time and decide if they want to go chat with any of those MarTech providers.
1: One thing I noticed is that marketingops.com is a community-led platform for marketing ops and it's got a form saying we're going to launch in 2022. Mike, it's 2022. <laughs> yeah.
2: Where's my website? it's coming <laughs> development is a long process right we are migrating everything from the mopros.com to marketingops.com and i think the most critical elements that we want to make sure is available at launch is the ability to have your profile on the new website Think of it like a very deeply niched, verticalized LinkedIn experience where your profile, your professional marketing ops profile will speak to your credibility as a marketing operations professional in a way that LinkedIn just really won't. Frankly, they can't. So we wanted to really dot the I's and cross the T's to ensure that all that was ready to go at launch. I would expect it probably by the time this episode airs, we'll be there.
1: (laughs) All right. So the new new is coming right now. The website is really based on the mopros.com website where you can actually see more about the community, what membership includes, some of the resources that you have. You even got a media function, which means that you've got a podcast. Talk to me about how your media creation and some of the content you're creating fits into the community.
2: Everything about the media that we produce or that we partner on is about providing value. So our podcast, for example, is created by marketing ops professionals for marketing ops professionals. And we rarely have any types of brands come on to talk about anything. It's really practitioner-led discussions, often about career growth or how did you get into the role or where do you go from here? Sometimes we get into some nitty gritty topics, like what is multi-touch attribution really all about and how do you deal with that? So those types of programs are all about creating value. When we do partner with different organizations to create other types of educational material, say for example, like a co-branded webinar or something like that, oftentimes it's around a subject matter that is tangential to the software itself. So I think what it boils down to most is how's the cookie made? That's the question that I've always sort of leaned in on when I met other people in this profession. And I think happens most frequently inside of the community is like, I just really want to know how you do it at your company. Cause like, I'm at the same time comparing myself and my programs to yours and like deciding whether or not you're cooler than me, but I also just want to know if I'm doing it right. So a lot of the content that we create along with our partners is about elevating and educating the community on how do you really do this? It's hard. So let's learn together.
1: How's the cookie made? I think it's a perfect tagline for marketingops.com where you got the metaphor of cookies and tracking, but it's also (laughs) like, you know, do I take the butter and the sugar and the eggs and how do I mix them together? The actual making of a baked good. So I guess the last question I have for you is, I mean, it's very clear that marketingops.com, the MoPros, is for people that consider themselves to be working in marketing ops. If I'm looking for someone that works in marketing ops or looking for somebody that understands marketing ops, is there a place for me in the community?
2: There's definitely ways to reach the community if you're looking for talent or if you're looking for providers that are in the space. The free slack community is, of course, a place for you to come and learn and reach the community just as long as you're not trying to sell them anything. If you're looking for talent, we also have programs to help introduce you to that talent. So we are, as you can tell from everything on the website and our community, we're agnostic of any one provider or technology agency or otherwise. We exist for the purpose of marketing ops. And in doing that, we also do not make it our mission to create new businesses, such as staffing and recruiting. So we just partner with people who are good at that. And so if you need to find talent, we have partners to introduce you to, to help you find that talent. You can also browse the member directory and find those members that create those profiles. There's one on themopros.com today, but that'll eventually be on marketingops.com. So lots of ways to reach the community.
1: All right. So for you marketing ops professionals, if you're not going to themo.pros.com or marketingops.com, what are you thinking? All of your brethren and sistren are sitting there waiting for you. And if you're thinking about finding somebody who is an expert in marketing ops, also great resource for you. And that wraps up this episode of the Martech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Mike Rizzo, the founder of marketingops.com. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Mike and I are going to talk about community led growth. If you can't wait till our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Mike, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Mike D Rizzo. That's M-I-K-E-D-R-I-Z-Z-O. Or you could visit his website, which is marketingops.com. You could also listen to his podcast, which is the Opscast, O-P-S-C-A-S-T, Opscast podcast, wherever you listen to your podcasts.